I'm Ryan Stegman, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Bada bing. Look at you. It's almost like you're professional. Uh, you know, practice. Do you ever practice it? No, for real. I'm not kidding. Like, do you ever practice? You like, you'd be driving home from work and you're just looking around. Nobody's looking at you. You pop out a woohoo every now and then just to keep that. You know, it's a muscle. You don't exercise yeah, yeah. it. Get the, get the, uh, get those tones going. Yeah. Do you get the pipes, get the Do you woohoo in the shower? I do not woohoo in the shower. Oh, you should try it. Different, totally different acoustics. Well, you know this. In, in this, you'd be like Odin with the woohoo in the shower. I'll do it next Thursday to make sure you're up. All right, I don't mind. I know. Well, then, know. then at least it would give me early. We got shit to do. It would yes. give me some kind of clue what you're doing in there for like 13 hours. Oh my god! Stop, <laughs> Jesus! I got my, you know, I got to make my hair look nice. Yeah, you always look nice. Uh, you're yeah. It is true. Like you understand, like you see these 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 women on like Instagram, and they're like, you know, they t- you're like, oh, they take two hours to get ready. You're like, oh, I see that. And then you're like, why does it take that two hours to get ready? Yeah, no, it's true. I do. I, I just, <laughs> I take, I there? take my sweet ass time. I just, there's, there's you, no you do. But I, I mean, this is a compliment. Not, I'm not detracting from your appearance at all. But to my eyes, you always look the same. I know. I know. And, but it's, it's a, like you have a standard and you keep to it. Uh, I got a list. You always smell good. Right, y'all. Your clothes are always nicely pressed, and I mean, you look good, but you always look the same. So it's like I don't know. Maybe it's this. You got a list in there, and you're checking stuff off. Maybe he's really a lizard person, and he needs that time to like generate his shed with a new skin. Oh no! You know what it is? The beam from the 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 spaceship it doesn't get to Jersey right, so he's got to like hang out the window or something, and that's what it is. Hey, everybody. This is so strange. Hello, everyone. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 816. And I'm Vince B. You are Vince B. And I just like to make sure everything is taken care of so I'm out of the way when you get in there. And I'm David A. Price. Wow. Longest middle name ever. (laughs) Well, the time is upon us, faithful, for I am Baron Vanish. Oh, good. Mm. Excellent. Nice. You're not Baron Vanish. No, you're not. You're a good guy. You're Jason Wood, everybody, here together on this episode leading into New York Comic Con. It's coming, people. It's on the horizon. And you know who I hope to see at New York Comic Con? Don't say Tony. Unfortunately. Well, you can hope to see him. I can hope, but that's not going to come true. I hope to see one or more of our Butamus patrons. Yes. Yes, because our patrons are the people that make this possible. Each and every episode, they are the ones that elevate the group. And we, in turn, like to give back to them because they're so generous. And our Patreon feed is littered with audio, video, uh, downloads, polls you can weigh in on the book of the month you can also uh, access the slack channel 24 7 and uh, that's where the the action's really at uh the patreon feed is is a mere indicator of a larger thing like it's the tip of the proverbial iceberg it is it's the best way to describe it because there's so much stuff 
going on on the Slack channel. And if you would like to get in on this or just see what's up, go to patreon.com slash 11 o'clock comics, one, one, no apostrophe. We would welcome y'all into the family with open arms. Mm. Yeah. Especially if you're a thought. It's like I learned. Oh a, it's like I learned a new word. This is where you say, where you would say to me, like you're better than that. I am. Yeah, but it's. Uh, but no, I don't think I'm better than thoughts. At least not like you know, a, a viewing them. Yes. Uh, that's a that's See, a universe. That's like a Krabby Patty. You it's play a, with Pog. Yes, uh, I can do without the P uh, A, but the W G is okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I actually, uh, full disclosure, when you said I put thoughts on the the uh, Slack and and you replied with Pog, and I was like, the fuck is he talking about? I had to Google it. <laughs> so, uh, I, it's that time. Let's fess up about what we're drinking. I am killing yinglings. Just like Anakin. Just like Anakin. That's all I have. I had some wonderful ipa that uh we polished off sunday playing magic uh so i don't have that anymore so i have a a not suitable replacement okay yeah well uh as usual i'm drinking well at least as usual of late i am drinking stoke iced coffee with some oat milk and a little splenda nice I am um, took out the big ass cube for Vince. <laughs> Seven and nine, and it's uh, it's it's a little bit of um, seventeen ninety two small batch bourbon with uh, a splash of uh, seltzer. Excellent. I'm setting up my to drink list in New York City. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to slum it. It's okay. um, no IPAs, no lagers. Um, I'm even drawing the line at wine. It's only going to be uh, whiskey. <gasps> yeah, because then I'll only have oh a God. few of them. I won't have like 20. What? It end badly, dude. Or sake. When we go to get the... the, the well, uh, sure, yeah. I, gotta yeah. Ha- I have to have sake. So, But yeah. other than that, it's either whiskey or sake. It's good to have goals. I mean, the whiskey will be nice with the, depending on what you have for dinner. But um, if I could get that thing that I had, where were we when I had the absinthe and the, the whiskey? Where were we, with the big ass cube? We were sitting in the back room. I think that was in South Carolina, wasn't it? North Carolina. Uh, yeah, you know what I meant. North Carolina. Is that one of me? Yeah, I think so. Because Cliff and Justin were there, so it had to have been. It could no, it could have been Chicago. Oh, this is true. Uh, yeah, I think it was Chicago. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But that was delicious and um, a bit mind expanding. I liked it. Yeah. So there you go. I'm sorry. You. Oh yeah, you did tell them what you're drinking. So, like I said, New York Comic Con is coming quickly, and the stars seem to be aligning on our end because. Where once we had unknowns, we now have things actually on the books to do, other than the concert. The concert, plans. and and I will say this is the best Bardo Sally ever. 
And also, a lot of folks are coming out of hibernation. We got people back in in the flow that we're going to see friends and uh, we haven't yeah. seen in a long time in, in person. We see the No Apologies crew. Julian Lytle's going to be up from DC to, for the for the con. I think it's his first con post pandemic. So uh, nice, pretty excited. Can't wait. And um, someone did ask on the uh, EOC Facebook group. If we were having a get together, because uh, although we didn't do anything last year, given very strange year that it was, uh, prior to the pandemic, we usually had uh, a habit, habit, uh, habit of having like an evening where we kind of had a, a you know meetup of sorts. And we have nothing official planned, but um, we'll, we'll probably do something like probably Saturday evening. Nice. But, not, nothing, you know. We'll, we don't have anything like we're not like reserving like a bar or something, but no. but we'll uh, we'll let y'all know. We'll we'll let y'all know on the Facebook group and and on on the, the Patreon Slack, of course. If, if nice, if and when we figure something out. <laughs> you said Hobbit. I did. I, did. <laughs> I got rings of power in my mind. Oh god, no. Stop. Yeah, you tapped out, huh? Tapped out. I'm done. Now nah, I'm kidding. I haven't even watched it yet, so I can't speak to it. It's too fucking long. Sorry. It is, yeah, but I don't. It, it's one of those things where I'm, um, because we're both watching it and, and we look forward to it, and it's, it's, you know, I, I totally get the issues with, you know, us waiting for them to get to where. I mean, obviously, yes, what just happened could have happened an episode or two episodes back, but uh, I'm, I'm just right now. I'm just at a point where this is a thing that I enjoy. I'm gonna let them tell their story. I'm not looking at my watch. I'm not. I'm, it, 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 I'm not. I'm not writing it for them. I'm just like you know, do do what you want to do. We'll see what it takes. I'll, I'll wait till it's all over to find out. You know, yeah, okay, this could have been tightened up here and there, but I'm just gonna let. It, I, I'm. It's visually appealing. And I'm just, it's gorgeous. I'm, I'm I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. So, so I'm just like, yeah. I mean, it's. I'm enjoying the memes. I'm enjoying like. Uh, it's. It is. Like I said, I, I get the complaints, but um, I'm um, I'm just I, I sit down on Friday nights and it's what we watch before Bake Off and 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 I'm in a good mood. I'll put it this way: it's far too much to invest in a show that's not done by David Lynch. I I, I will okay. gladly right. invest all my time and energy in anything that man does to the. My utmost ability, I'll do research, I'll backtrack, I'll cross-reference and do the old, you know, pins in the wall with the red thread. I'll mm-hmm. do that for David Lynch. He's about the only one I'll do that for. Okay. And and this show requires a lot of that. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. I, I just don't have that much time in my life to, to devote. Totally get it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about comics. There, There's something I want to lead with. Because we mentioned New York Comic Con, and for show, this man's going to be there. And when I see him, he may look at me a little bit weird, but I want to give him a big old bear hug for what he had, what he's accomplished on this book. Let's do it. Uh, it was. It just came out, I believe, either maybe two weeks ago. It was written and co-created by Donnie Cates, J.P. Mayer on inks with color art by Sonia Obak. The illustrator in question and the co-creator is none other than Ryan Stegman. And the book in question is called Vanish, number one. Again, I will be totally honest, I had no expectations going in, right? I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to prejudge, you know, because 
Kate has a tendency to overdo it with the null, and and you know what I mean. Like he has his tropes and stuff, and so I, I and they're good, right? But um, again, as we said last episode, the the last thing I read by Kate's was not all that great. So I'm like, what I'm, was it? I, the Hulk, Hulk book, yeah. Oh, because I mean, crossover was my comic of the year last year, right? Well, yeah. yeah, that's cut from a different cloth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was, I again, I, I think the man's writing is superb, big picture superb on a whole. But I didn't want to have any preconceived stuff going in. I know what. Steggy's capable of doing. And the reason why I want to give him a big hug is I think he outdistanced anything that I had expected from him. I think this book is Stegman the absolute best he has ever looked. It it uh, you you took the words out of my mouth. We talk a lot about the role that expectations play in our enjoyment of just about everything. Yep. Um and I'm very much a victim of that. I, I have there have been many things that I expected to be excellent in life, and then as a result, feel disappointed in them, and and and, and quite often vice versa, where I, I go in with no knowledge or expectation, and then find that I'm I'm judging it with a pretty low bar uh, relative to some other people's perspectives. But but yeah, I'm with you on this. I mean, I love Kate and I love Stegman, and certainly we very much enjoyed. Uh, a lot of the work they've done together um, even had them on the show together back in the day yeah uh, but but yeah I'm with you like like I guess I I didn't know much about Vanish what it was going to be about so I'm like okay like is it going to you know I was wor- I, I know I was say not to say I was worried but I I thought okay is this going to be kind of like a spawny type of a thing like am I going to like is it just going to be like a cool looking character who's there's not a lot of depth to the story, and I don't know why I thought that because, like you said, Donnie Cates is a great writer. But I just didn't know. I, I didn't. I, I wouldn't have been shocked if that's what I read. But man, oh man, this book has layers. Yes, and it was really engaging. And 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 getting back to that conversation we had about Morrison last week, um, the thing I think this does is it's layered, but the premise and and the there's a there's a. a the surface level premise that is a good hook for just about anybody that likes comic like superhero comics. Yeah. So I, I think they did a nice job of uh, giving you a, 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 a really tasty treat, but there's even more there if you want to peel back the layers. I think the cover is extremely misleading. Yep. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, yeah. It, because it looks at first blush, it looks it's like it's the darkness. Exactly. Jackie Estacado. Yep. It looks yep. like every cliched uh, hackney, I'm at, like the Mockingbird, Mockingjay, little little emblem, like that pin. I'm gonna put that pin on my jacket. I, I mean, but it, I'm face. talking about the whole thing, the pose, right, yeah. the mm-hmm. the way the the eyes are glowing over the the logo. It just mm-hmm. looks like image 1995. Mm-hmm. You know, right when at, right after they they were engaged and start pumping out the books, and they were just yeah, they appealing out, right? yeah. to that that certain clientele that were weaned on Spawn, and everything's cool and big and and sharp and jagged and, and bloody. Yeah, that is not what this book is at not all. At all, it's you like know. high fantasy meets superheroes. It's 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 with, like you, I think you said it right. It, it, it's 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 basically what if what if there was a a really dark uh undercurrent to harry potter and and then 
Harry Potter is all grown up, and now he has to go out and kill a bunch of superheroes because they're they're uh, who used to be the the, the you know the the, the um the hollow the, you know Snape's well the hollow is what they call him in the book, but I'm saying it's almost like like uh you know like it's it's it, it you could see the Harry Potter idea though right like where what what if what if all of the uh the the, the bad magicians were were. Yeah, Slytherin came out and yeah, yeah, came out and hid themselves as superheroes. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Harry Potter breaks the rules a lot in in Hogwarts. Like he 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 knows mm-hmm. him. He just doesn't care uh, because he has something. He has an agenda, right? Where in this book, if you break the rules, that's a death sentence. Right, right. And and so it's not the benevolent, you know, wizened, wise, grandfatherly wizard that's overseeing everything. These kids were trained in magic from a very young age to become only one thing, and that's weapons. And so it's 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 like it's very militaristic. That's another difference from Hogwarts. I mean, you I don't want to spill too much too many of the beans because there's a big oh shit moment halfway through the book, and I really don't think we should spoil that because mm-hmm. I mean you could you could detail the story without getting that specific. Uh, the the character in question, his name is Oliver Harrison, right? And from the get-go, we're told that he was the chosen one. Again, the, the Harry Potter uh, com- analogs and comparisons, th- the book is full of them. Intentional or not, who knows? I'm sure they probably were. And uh, from a very young age, I think three years old, he was he was transported. And I use that word because the realm in which these these kids are schooled is not the the waking realm it's it's removed from uh let, let's call them muggles right the, the human world right. and, and this magic world um do not intersect and that's one of the big rules you can't just traipse over into the 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 waking world on a whim it has to be sanctioned and there's a whole lot of things that have to be done in order for you to do it um and and so this uh, Oliver was trained from year three to I get the big shakeup happens in his fourteenth year. So that's that's eleven years of tutelage in magic. Like he is powerful, and and he's he's watched because they think that great things are going to happen from this this child. Um, so where does this other realm? What's the name of it? Well, it, it's the Mistlands of Everkeep, and Stecky did a double page spread. Oh. It's, yep. it's just gorgeous. I shudder to think how much Felix is going to charge for that. <laughs> Although someone probably bought this issue complete. That's uh, and and the well, they well they should right. Like I'll be honest, I I really like Stegman's work. I mean, when he was on doing the the uh, the Spider Man stuff and and the you know all the, all of the stuff that he's produced for Marvel, I thought was really well done. But I I don't. I mean, you can go back and listen to episodes. I've never really stepped up and said. You know, keep an eye on this kid. He's awesome. Yeah, maybe I did, but he has plateaued and and jumped up to another level. Like I think the visuals in this book are unlike anything he's done at Marvel. They they seem to be more mature. He's not reveling in in the you know the super exaggeration. Although the McFarlane influences are there, right? Oh, sure. They're yeah. just not as explicit as they were before. I think he's becoming his own dude. Right? Yeah, I mean, right. I, 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 I agree with the the spirit of what you're saying. I, I probably think he's he had reached another level already. Um, 
you know at some at some point along the way. But but I'm with you that that uh, this is definitely a a high watermark for him, and it's nice because it it does it does invite the idea of man oh man. I, I wish we could convince all the great talents in the industry yes. to make a foray into creating your own work because it's probably no coincidence that this is the you think this is the best looking stuff he's done and it's his own creator. Well, that was another accolade I was going to throw at him. I am so glad that these guys decided to do this over at Image, where now is theirs. They own it. Yeah, and I mean that's that's the best way to create when you're free of the constraints and the 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 connections at the big two. Like they're great. I, I don't want to get on the soapbox, but they're great. If you yeah. if you enjoy working there, wonderful. Keep doing it. But I think the best way to to truly do your best work is when you're working for yourself, right? Yeah. Whatever. Well, and, and and I love the character design of Baron Vanish, who is the, oh yeah, the, I'm the, sad. The, the chief bad guy. I'm sad I to see him it. go. He wasn't in there for very long, but he it reminds me a lot of the Drow from um, Forgotten Realms, the Loth, the Spider Queen, mixed with you know a Drow. Well, it writes itself, but. Um, so where were we? Oh yes, Miss Lands of Everkeep, and the uh, the magic uh, doo doo hits the fan when Baron Vanish and his acolytes they are called the Hollow. They invade the Miss Lands, uh, and they don't waste any time. The uh, Vanish kills the Headmaster Orin, and he's about to ravage the Miss Lands when, uh, unknown to him, Oliver is breaking some rules. And he, uh, another rule is that they have a, a storehouse of dark artifacts, and it is forbidden. You cannot access these things. But he does, because he wants to divine his future, to see if what he thinks he's doing is the right thing to do. And sure enough, uh, everything lines up, and Oliver kills Baron Vanish. How? Read the book. I'm not going to say. Um, these kids, uh, the the house of sorts is is uh, they bear a raven sigil on their uniforms, and they're also branded with it. And it's a it's like um, Bilbo's sword that whenever evil's near, the brand burns brightly, and it burns meaning it's not just bright; it actually burns. So they're they're instantly aware that evil is near them, and um, the thing is, Oliver kills Baron Vanish, but the Hollow, his acolytes, they get away. And that's when Oliver descends into, uh, for many, many, many years, a, a drug-addled state. Like, he's just trying to kill the pain. And because he's, super, well, not super, yeah, I guess he is, he's super-powered. Um, it takes a lot. There's a laundry list of drugs in the book that that he just consumes on a daily basis and it's like what <laughs> that would kill you know 10 people but um so when the book opens it's neat how they have it broken up like it's it starts in the present but then you get a little bit of uh, a backstory and then it returns to the present uh, in the present day Oliver's walking down the city street and these uh, ne'er-do-wells decide to separate him from his wallet and foolish them big mistake big mistake uh when a superhero intervenes 
uh, a young lad called Battle Rocket. Stupid, <laughs> stupid, I love that name. stupid name. So dumb. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like the boys. Um, the uh, Battle Rocket doesn't stop the muggers. He kills them. He flies them up. It's a kid. It's a kid. Is it, though? No, I'm saying, well, he's <laughs> presented as a kid. Right, he's presented as a young kid. A uh, little bit of a, a impulse vibe, I, you know. But um, turns out, and here's the rub of the book. When um, Oliver confronts Battle Rocket, his sigil starts to glow. And he's like, the fuck? And the kid's like, uh-oh. Turns out it's not a kid at all. It's one of the hollow um, with a glamour, you know. And... Oliver takes him out and dedicates his remaining days to rounding up all of the the hollow. Problem is, the hollow are masquerading as a superhero team known as the Prestige. And scene. It's awesome. It's freaking awesome. It's, it's Morrison's JLI. Yeah, in spirit, yeah. Yeah, with yeah. The White Martians. It's it's, but it, I mean, it's done. It's done extremely well, and it's. I mean, that, that's not a knock at, on on, on Cage Cer- at all. It's certainly, just, it looks better. <laughs> yes, yes. Stegman at, at this stage of his career is is, and I'm sure, I'm sure Howard would would likely agree. Oh, he'd agree. That, yeah, that that you know, post Underworld Unleashed and JLA Porter is much different than what we have today. Anyway, so yeah. yeah now, if you said J- Justice League three thousand, I'd have some words with you. Of because that's would. that's top shelf Howard Porter, <laughs> looking freaking uh, great. The um, no, go, go ahead. I'll, I'll, no, I was. I, that's it. That's. I mean, I I have nothing but accolades for this book, and it was. Uh, I don't want to call it a sleeper because with uh, the creative team that's on this book, Cates and Stegman, like how could this ever be a sleeper? But right, for yeah. for me, I had no expectations. I just read it because I needed something to bring to the show tonight. Because we got a little bit switched up uh, over the course of the the day, and I'm so glad I read it. Like this is on the radar now. This book is phenomenal. Totally agree. I was going to read it because it was our boy that did it, and I know they've been very excited. And they've been building to this for some time. And they've definitely been been building a hype train that created the. It's basically been the sole focus of their. Um, um, the name escaped me. The. Uh, the the substack it's it's the it's, KLC kids love chains yeah 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 uh, but but I'm with you I mean this this is one of those books where uh, it's I'm now excited for it I'm excited to see it see it progress and I I I thought I was just gonna read it and then give a few flowers throw a few flowers their way because they're friends of the show but but no this is this is exciting yeah and I'm pairing up um the the characters in the book with uh guilds from magic the gathering as i'm reading it and i'm like this is your, i'm such an idiot i'm like oh is it these guys gotta be is it and I'm just, <laughs> he's just, nobody knows what i'm talking about other than people who play the game but uh yeah it's just phenomenal i could see i don't want i'm not gonna say it but this would lend itself very well to other mediums yeah sure Yes, yeah, it's just great design. I'm 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 going through the art and I'm seeing a little bit of Cal Hots here and there. Like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying that Steggy's cribbing from these. I mean, you could see his influences in this book. The, of course, um, McFarlane. There's a little bit of Capullo, right? And and Capullo's been present in in Ryan's work for a while now. But yeah, yeah. but it's his own visual voice. It, it, it's and it's finely tuned now. 
I love this book. I um, I was absolutely you know, Stegman sitting across from us last year at dinner, and and uh, what he told us about the idea of the book and, and the Substack, and that um, you know, we get some teasers with it, and and I mean, he and Donnie have been just really pumping out the the Substack content, and I mean, they all it's theirs is one of the the better ones speak in my mind because they do they're they're promoting everything they they they've got their work they've got you know the podcast they've got the contest and the giveaways and it's they really make you feel involved if you're a reader of it and and, and i think that's great so you know i'd see the preview pages and 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 the little snippets here and there um i i saw the preview a couple months ago in the catalog and i'm i'm like yeah i don't just those because those first few pages and you know, here comes Battle Rocket, and I'm like, "Fucking a!" Like, 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 I don't get enough of Brat Pack, and and I, I need, I, I need a little shitty kid that that's gonna like ruin this book for me, and and you know, just shut up and keep reading, and and it absolutely, um, it it was one of those things where um, it just as 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 I continue with the book, I'm digging it way more than I expected to. I, I did have, I, I, I had some, um, I had some ideas as to what I might expect just based on what these guys have given us before. But, um, it's, it's not a, uh, it blew me away. I'll, I'll just say that it, it is absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm absolutely going to, uh, to, to give Ryan a whole heap of praise uh, when we see him next weekend, but and hugs uh, and and hugs. Yes, if I can get in there, I mean, I, th- yeah, I don't want you. I, you probably <laughs> against time. I totally agree with you. I think, as is the tendency when they do previews for books, they usually just cull the first three yep. or four yep. pages. The first, There's no, no it's indication. it's no indication of of what where the book goes, and and I think it, it's. Um, it, I'm sure it didn't do them a disservice because I'm betting that this book sold very well. Yeah. Uh, regardless. Yeah. But if you were looking for uh, a true indicator of what this book is, I think you would have to pull it from... I may I may even have used that oh shit page to let people know that this is not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. This is a very, very different beast. And... Uh, for those curious, uh, they they're not playing to the dinner crowd. This book is violent, yeah. and uh, there's a lot of hot language thrown around. Yes. So it, it's for mature readers, obviously, and it's better off because of it because it's real. Um, people don't say, "Gosh, golly gee, I'm going to bring you down." They say they fling obscenities around and real people. And I, I thought that the, there was a. There was a uh, uh, like a street level pulse to this book that I I really identified with, the dirt, the grime, the blood, the obscenities, like that's my world, right? I I love extreme, not Liefeld extreme, but you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's a winner, chicken dinner. It it really yeah it's um, I mean we were we were lucky to find out about this and do a power bomb um on the same night same night and yeah. and, and both both tickle my fancy and for, for different reasons i'm i am you know i've 
huge fan of Ryan and, and you know, especially was a fan of, of, of his work when, when, when he worked on Spidey. Um, and it's it's nice to see, you know, a, a genuine nice guy have success like this. And Donnie Cates, I've enjoyed the bulk of, of, of what I read from him. Sure. Um, absolutely. I mean, shit, get God Country is absolutely one of my all-time favorite books. And uh, it's it's just they they do work well together and and it's obvious and it's um yeah i just i was so taken aback by what what we were given with this first issue um i'm definitely going to be in for um for a while yes uh the um layouts in particular uh to my eyes they're not egregious the, again, it's not image 95. Steggy uses the page to the fullest. And yes. he's, he's not doing a double page of somebody getting punched in the face. You know, like he, he's the real estate he's using to its his total advantage. And I think the, you know, some of the panels are so beautifully composed that it's like, God damn, what, what are you eating? Uh, I, yep. I, I need to know. And the last, so, the last page is phenomenal. Oh, Again, I'm I'm guessing that's going to go for a, a good amount of money if it's not already sold, because that's something that you would want to have on your wall. It's just great. It it's yeah it. A bit, I, of, bit of a tangent on the top of the smokestack, but like the the female superheroes head yes, is yes. right on top. But that's yep. okay. Who cares? Her tits are hanging uh, out, so that's all right. There's, I, there's, you know, there's, there's no, uh, there's no John Byrne head in the back, and in, in the background you just have, you know, a bright red or orange panel. There's, there's, there's a lot going on um, in the panels, and it just, it's, and whether it's the speed lines, the way the panel layout, like during, during the, uh, the fight scene with Battle Rock, there's just, there's, they put, this feels like a labor of love. They, yeah. they, they put their heart onto these pages, yeah. and, and I think it's apparent. And they're smart, too. They have um, included alternate avenues of creation in this book. I could see a one or a one shot or a four issue miniseries of Adventures of the Prestige, like them mm-hmm. doing what they do, like maybe before, obviously before this happened, the events of this issue, just showing the prestige, being total asshole superheroes. Um, again, much like the boys, like I would buy that book. It's built in. They they could make Raven pins that people can clip to their freaking clothing, and it would. Oh, absolutely! I, I would buy one. Why not? Yep. Yeah, yeah there, there, there's got to be a pin. I'm not wearing a, you know that that costume though. I don't think that would look good. You can pull it off. Nah, nah. But I again, huge, 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 uh, thumbs up and add a boy to. Uh, Kate's and Stegman and the whole creative team for this book because it's just it's really well done and I totally totally enjoyed it. Here, here, yeah. His head's big enough. Let's just stop where we're at and and go to something else. Yeah, he doesn't need us to throw him roses. Seriously, I like the way the man's confidence has has improved over the years. I mean, when we first met him, he's you know he he's quiet and stuff, and now life of the party. He, he's he a know, sandwich. He knows he's the shit. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. 
Good job. Well, we 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 put out the the call for questions from the oh from the, nice from the from the Patreon Slack. Uh, for those that don't know, because we referenced it last week, we were supposed to have a guest this week, but a uh, little bit of snafu there, so it didn't happen. So uh, so so we're we're, we're audibling, um, and we'll. No surprise who who delivers the good question, but our 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 newly minted lawyer friend, official passing the bar, official like a whistle, Mister Caleb Alexander McKenzie, uh, says book overboard. We always play the desert island island game, uh, comics game, but what about the opposite? What classic work or works would you toss into the sea forever in order to save the boat? <laughs> Can I go first? Sure. Camelot 3000. See ya. <laughs> yeah, that's... That, but, I mean, is that even a... I guess that's a... Is that's, that an all-time classic, though? It's, it's considered a classic by many people, yeah. I hate the damn thing. I just think it's a pox. Uh, didn't enjoy it when it was coming out. Uh, Downey didn't even make it through it. And I just don't understand the reverence that get, that book gets. Other than the art. Yes, the art is 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 very good but i don't want to i don't want to read it no but if we're talking seminal works i'll have to think about it while you go yeah i mean I, i'm giving some thought to the seminal works and just like which one would i i want to spill some tea here i want to get some people inflamed but i i think a lot of the stuff that that is the held in the highest regard is is deserving of it it may not ultimately be my favorite but i don't know that i'm like putting up the hand and saying Got no love for it, so I'm, I, I'm trying to think. I got a couple. The uh, Tim Sale, Jeff Loeb books. I would chuck them over the side. I mean, are, yeah, I, I, I guess the same thing. Are they seminal, though? Like, are they... Long Halloween? Dark Justice, I guess. Yeah, well, Long Halloween, certainly. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. See ya. Splash. Um, trying to think. Uh, let's see. I got one. Peace out, Will Eisner's the spirit. Right over the right over. Uh, we're done. <laughs> so done. Right overboard. Nah, see, I can't have that. Your outdated racist ass comics and be done with you. Nah, no. I mean, I, yeah, it's your choice. It's great, but I, I'm not agreeing. <laughs> I'm zero. Uh, I have another one. Okay. Why the last man? See, now I'm done with you. Yeah, I get divorced. That's useless to me. Sacrilege. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, That's what this is all about. Yeah. Dap, you got any? Obviously doesn't have a voice either. Mm. That's that's odd. It is. So what else, Jason? Oh, here he is. Yeah, no, I'm here. Um... Oh man! Looks uh, like kind of if I read something and I'm not digging it, I kind of just put it out of my head. I don't know if um. Oh yeah, um, yeah, Starman. Interesting. I'd yeah, have to I agree. Just, I never, I never got into. It. I, I got the first omnibus. I just, I can't. It, there's just something about it. I just, it doesn't click. With, I love everybody. I know. I've whether it's. Bill Z, or it doesn't matter who it is. I love the people who love this book. It does nothing for me. I yeah. can't get into it. I have to agree with you on that one. Yep. Okay. I'd punt that too. And I'll go one more. I uh, 
slide. Ex Machina. No. Well, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Okay. That, that that I have no reverence for that either. Okay. But I would have to slide Jeff Johns JSA over the side too. Oh, wow. see, you're killing me. Dude. That's what got me into DC Comics. I'm sorry. I mean, I think it's a good book, but if the ship is sinking, I'm I'm holding the commandy right, and I'm just there goes JSA. Sorry, bud. All right, I got one. Then I'm, we're, if we're moving up the stack, I got one. Okay. And again, I'm not saying I don't like it, but I'm saying I don't think it. Well, you're saving your life, is what you're doing. Yeah. It, I, it's going to hurt both your hearts. You, you're one. That's just ridiculous. No, no. Yeah. Are you year one? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> did, did you get Did you get cut? And maybe the tetanus shot was bad or something. Like, is, yeah, I'm not saying it's not good, but it's it's. Are you just saying hurtful things? Seriously, it's no. It's, for blood it's, now. It's, it's it's. I think it's pretty boring. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Who are you? <laughs> Jeebus. Listen, he, 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 Kayla wants us to spill some tea here. Let's he, do it. Yeah, but yeah, you're what? You say it, man. I mean, <laughs> What's next? Born again? Uh, no. Uh, no. No. I love born again. Get out of here. Come on. I got another one. Okay. Tread lightly. Uh huh. Again, it's not. I'm not saying it's not good, but I throw it overboard. Kingdom Come. Oh, in a second. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd go along with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it, it was, I mean, I'm glad I read it, and I definitely yep. think it was good. But I, it's, I don't, I don't ever feel like drawn to revisit it. Now, I mean, I'll allow you you to speak your mind because we are brothers, and <laughs> well, thank you for that. I, I'm, but I don't definitely don't agree with your one. But if if you say Ronan, shit, I was waiting for that. Shit's going to go down for that. I want. <laughs> Not even the joke around. Why, dude? I love why. Like, 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 in with my soul. Seriously. Uh, Grant's new X Men. Oh, yeah. see, we're all just now. It's about hurting each other. No, yeah, that was definitely targeted at your heart. It really yeah. was. It was not targeted at your heart at all. At all. It's just I'm going through. I'm looking around the room as to what I could actually punt, and and yeah, that's it. And, and just like Starman, it's just one of those things where like, and I I got. It, unlike Starman, I got deep into that omnibus, and I'm just, and it's just not. It, it's it's part of what I was talking about with Grant last week, where it's just like there are times where he'll write things, and it's like obviously I'm not the smartest person in the room, and I'm not. I'm, it's just it's depending how big the room is. Yeah, and I'm people but yeah, it, it's just it is one of those things where I'm just like I can't. It's and and I'll freely admit that you know when I do read big two work and uh, whether it's you know hickman's take on the mutants or hickman's take on the fantastic four and it's like and it's it's my hang-up it's my baggage i'm bringing with me where it's just like i am i'm remembering what it was when i was younger that 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 made me fall in love with these characters these concepts and then i see somebody new and it's their thing and they want to take care of it and they want it, it's like it's like coming out with a new Green Lantern. It's like, that's great. That's what got people to, to read. You're reading a Green Lantern book. Okay, cool. It's not my Green Lantern, but you're still reading one. Welcome to the club. I, I love that, you know, Grant can do things with with the X-Men and people are going to flock to it and talk about it and they're going to take the ideas from it and do X-Men movies with it. That's that's awesome. But it just it 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 just falls flat for me. I just, I can't, I can't penetrate it. And, and, mm. and it's just, it, it's, but... 
I, I can recognize that it means so much to so many people. And maybe the different artists, every other issue isn't really helping me when I'm reading it, but it's just, it is, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't get it. I will I got another one. Well, I, I just want to do a quick follow up. Mm-hmm. I, I will acknowledge the brilliance of Morrison's run on X Men, but I will agree with David. It, it is definitely one because it's, I'm guessing that it would be heavier than a lot of things because of the the, the length of his run. So mm-hmm. the, that's going to weigh the ship down. I'm going back to that original. Ah, there we right? go. Uh, yes, that is one that I would get rid of as well. Yeah, well, that's but, why I got rid of the spirit to start us off because that's a big, big old chunk of book. But it's super silly, right? I think I I, I like the, the the hypothetical situation of the sinking ship. That's great. But what we're mm-hmm. really saying is, what among the 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 classic, well regarded, top tier works? Which of these don't resonate as strongly with us right. as yeah, the yeah. top ones? Yeah. So so this one is is. Uh, V for Vendetta. Hmm. Uh, again, I read it, liked it, but y'all know I think Alan Moore's the GOAT. still think he's the GOAT. But when I look at his GOAT-esque resume of things that he's written, and I've read just about it all, if not close to it all, um, I think V for Vendetta is... It, it angers me that people mention V for Vendetta in the same as, as Watchmen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah, agree. I agree with you there. Like, yep. like V for Minute is a very good comic. I'm not saying it's not, but like it's it's like yeah, it ain't Watchmen. <laughs> it's like so. Yeah. So I, I think. Th- I mean, I'll rank Providence higher than V for Vendetta. Sure. Well, uh, yeah, and that, I mean that plays more, as much into your. Exactly. Well, that's all, this is a subjective list. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the courtyard, all that 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 whole chunk of Lovecraft inspired stories, I would rank higher than V for Vendetta. V is way down the bottom of the Alan Moore appreciation list for that's me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's always I feel like it's whenever they do lists like this, like V for Vendetta is right. It's like the second Watchmen's always at or near the top, but like. Even that is the second Alan Moore book you see in these lists. I think. How amazing is that when you're you're that well regarded as a writer, and you, you, your legend is so omnipresent that V for Vendetta gets kicked off the boat. Like if if yeah. any any yeah. you know that would be the jewel in most other writers' canon, but it, it's or Ovois, sorry. Uh, and yet with Alan Moore, it's like an afterthought. Yeah, whatever. It's it's the all right. Se- the Secret Wars count. I would have kicked that out. I was going to say that. Yeah. Because I don't even know if, if it, a lot of our listeners probably don't remember. We, we on an episode talked about we agreed we were going to do a Secret Wars reread and yep. deep discussion. And we never did that episode. And for those wondering why, it's because uh, we started we rereading read it. it and it yeah. was ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't, going to be very, it wasn't going to be very good to do a deep dive on it. So no. Unless yeah. we wanted to do like a mystery science and just rip it to shreds, which probably is what people were hoping yes and and i i dislike it well i shouldn't say dislike i don't go back to it for a number of reasons um the 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 least of which is it's not very well written but but it it the sea change that occurred after secret wars i think was not good for comics the way everything had to be a massive event and all the doors that secret wars opened i wished were were still closed 
the miniseries, the one shot, the the massive tie-in story. Like, stop, we don't need this. Mm-hmm. But uh, their their bank account differs. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, all it's all about the money, and and that stuff works, or it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any others. Um, oh, I got one, and this may get dap a little, feeling some kind of way. Mm-hmm. I have never really loved hard traveling heroes. I would. Oh, that's understandable. Yeah, well, I, I just think. Just, yeah, no, it's fine. It's it's too maudlin for me. Uh, I I like it. Uh, I, I obviously we've we've talked about it and we've read it and we didn't even did a, a, book, of a book of the month on it. And I, it I mean, it it resonates. A thinking, feeling person, I could see why you love it because you care about everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm I'm not you. And some of the the things and the the issues in that book, they're just like yeah, okay, I, I get it. Let's move on. But yeah. Totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you wouldn't get any shade from me for that. That's that's completely I mean it's I mean, yeah, okay, great. It's Neil Adams artwork and you know, then he's telling topical stories of the day, but it's still it's still half Hal Jordan. No matter how much you enjoy Oliver Queen, there's still a lot of Hal Jordan in the book. And if that is not a character you're 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 gonna be down with, then it's it's going to be tough to take so yeah and it's interesting that i think this question also depends upon your age and experience right oh sure i mean if you asked this question if he asked this question i bet i'm sorry i i bet a lot of our younger listeners or people who read watchmen over the past few years definitely watchmen would definitely be on there on and it absolutely makes me want to snap next yes yeah Uh, but i'm sorry totally agree no i'm Twenty years ago, my my list of things I would kick out would be very very different, mm-hmm. and and, I'm, and it just one of the factors in my decision making process here is that I'm getting to the point where I'm looking around at all of my mountains of paper and I'm thinking how much of this stuff do I really need? Yep. Uh, so yeah, I would definitely get rid of that. Now, if we're talking Denny O'Neill, the question like that's not going anywhere, right? Right. Uh, the Batman stuff, get rid of it. The the mostly everything Very he's stuff. yeah, like a lot of the stuff he's written, take it away. You not touching the question. I think that is that is the peak of that man's prowess. I, I, that mm-hmm. that series is perfect. So glad we have the omnibus now. Yeah, yeah. Would uh, Jimmy Corrigan count? Oh. Yeah, would it count? It, yeah, I guess for you it would. Uh, no, I'm saying does it? I'm saying does it? Does it raise to the level of all? Like, is it? Is it a holy grail book for people? I think it still is. Yeah. Yeah, then I would throw that in there. Mm, not me. Keep, <laughs> keeping it. Well. Yeah. And one I think is going to hurt both your hearts. I just could never get into, in spite of multiple tries, is uh, Finder. Couldn't couldn't get into it. It's a hard nut to crack. It is. It is. Yeah, and and it's so long. And it's and it's very intelligently written, and it almost demands that you you take notes while you're reading it, just so you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I I totally understand that. Yeah. And a modern book that seems to be on younger readers, not just younger, but people. If if I want to ask their favorite stuff of the last, say, ten fifteen years when we've been doing the show, 
I feel like this always gets mentioned with absolute adoration, and I just never got it. Was Sex Criminals, Fraction in the Dark? Oh yeah, yeah, same. Never even read it. Same. Tried reading it a few times. It never, never grabbed me. Hmm. I'm sure I have a lot more lurking in the in the back of my mind. Let's see what to what to get rid of. Well, any and all Iron Man. See, I don't. Yeah, I don't even like. I don't think there is a seminal Iron Man story. Devil in a bottle. Okay. Demon in a bottle. But, or demon. Uh, yeah, demon in a bottle. Yeah, and and the extremist stuff that uh, that they, hey. they took a lot from. But yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, Jason. It's like it's like it's still it's an Iron Man story. It's like it's it, it, it's and you know, no disrespect. It, it's like you know trying to come up with the Cap Wolf. Or just something like what? What from Captain America would you like? I mean, maybe the Remender stuff. But there's, there's Iron Man is one of those things where it's like even the Avengers. Yeah, there's the Kree Scroll War. There's mm-hmm. the Brotherhood of Evil. But there's still not like it's not like there's a huge chunk of Avengers or Iron Man or Captain America or Thor. Where, I mean, the Simons and stuff is just that's that's not getting touched. But there's you know a lot of the long running, like even Spider Man, which I mean Clone Saga. Yeah, I can see Clone Saga maybe getting booted. Uh, definitely not fearful symmetry. That's that's, that's yeah. That's, a lot of, a lot of these stories. stuff I don't even consider like, like I, I wouldn't even consider it high enough up in the pantheon to work right. out. Yeah, exactly. D- Daff's climbing up the mask, the mast with the freaking Mad Dog Ward under his arms. So to your point, Vince, about Jimmy Corrigan counting it. Jimmy Corrigan was. Uh, I was looking at this. A Rolling Stone. There was a Rolling Stone list of the fifty best non-superhero comics ever, and. Uh, Jimmy Corrigan was number two, so I guess it would count me punting it. <laughs> uh, um, here's a good question. How many of you would dump Love and Rockets? Well, I think people are listening to this thinking, oh, Wood's going to say Love and Rockets, but I I am on a long o- overdue journey of appreciation for Love and Rockets. So I, I, if you had asked, if we'd done this episode three years ago, I would have been the first thing I threw out there just to get your goat, but I... Right. I, uh, I, I I can no longer say that, and uh, in fact, I ordered the box set. Nice. Oh boy! Yeah. Eek. PS character. So, big Bala. Yeah. I got one that that I think is going to probably hurt Vince's heart, but I got to be honest. Uh, Alec, the years have pants. That's just I, it's just ridiculous. It's just impenetrable to me. It's, it's six hundred pages of this dude's life. It's like I I don't care about anyone's life enough to read six hundred pages. It's okay. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Wow! Like I said, Uncle Scrooge. Mm. Might as well. <laughs> it's going to be a rough weekend next week. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I, it's not like some. It's not like Dap said Akira, and then we'd have to just. I'd have to click off the call. No, <laughs> that's that's pretty much a constant. Yeah. Now, regardless of how you feel about the man, I wouldn't dump Cerebus either. No, same. I mean, as we've talked about, I haven't read all of Cerebus, but every bit of it that I read, I loved. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the man is a, is a we, we don't have to revisit that. He's a kook. But, but uh, there's, I don't think it's, I don't think anyone can credibly deny the, the, the greatness of, of at least a big chunk of Cerebus. Yeah. It, it's amazing how many books we've we've purchased out of inertia. Like there's a ton of stuff I would dump. Mm-hmm. Pr- pretty much all of my Captain America, Thor. Yeah, like not, not the Simons and stuff. It's like to me it's like right. I mean all of it's not so much all of Captain America. It's like would you would you punt 
would you throw over your favorite Captain America run? You know, like or the best that the one that's perceived to be the best, which like know, the like Cronenwald. Would, 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 would you throw Brew Baker's cap over? Oh yeah, in a second. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'd keep the Grunwald stuff. If I if Definitely I keep the, no, yeah if I had to objectively Grunwald stuff is nostalgia for me. I'm it was not yeah. particularly well written or but but I I love it so much. Yeah. So. Now see I I mean at almost at the expense of it's weird. I would keep Rom Micronauts like those are the books that mean the most to me. Uh, you know obviously Commandy like the strange things that just uh, lit my world on fire back in the day. They still do. Yeah. Yeah. Like Howard the Duck, not going anywhere, right? Man thing, please. I'm not going to get rid of that. I don't care if I drown. Those things are not going over the side. Sure. All of the Marvel magazines. I mean, I think it's easier to... Well, to, to Kayla's point, we've talked a lot about what we would love, what we would keep with our Desert Island books. This is more about like what would you be willing to part with. Right? Yeah, I think it's it's a way to stir up shit that we're we're throwing stuff over that you know, is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, but maybe not ours anymore, right? I'm definitely afraid to reread the Grunwald run because I don't want to, I don't want to go home again and then be like, oh, that was not what I remembered it to be. Yeah, I'm not trying to hurt your heart, but uh, G.I. Joe's not long for the boat. No, no, that's, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't even remember... In fact, I don't think I did, but you guys know I went and reread a big chunk of the OG G.I. Joe and the OG Transformers runs, and it wasn't the same. It was not the same. Well, I definitely I mean, think I, I, I got joy out of them, but I, I but I, I G.I. Joe in particular, I mean, it's it's legitimately bad art for, <laughs> for a good bunch of the issues. <laughs> like 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 straight up bad art, like like really poorly drawn rendered art. Wow, I don't yeah. know if I would even say that. No, I didn't, you because you haven't seen. If 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 I went back and read the first sixty issues of GI Joe, yeah. and it's like until you get into the thirties, most of the issues are legitly poorly rendered. Yeah, yeah. Rod, Rod William kind of turns it around, but before you get there, yeah. there's there's a bit that you got to kind of slog yeah. through. Well, Transformers was always the better of the two. It was. Well, it, it, it definitely aged better. Yeah. In rereading it, it, Visually, yeah. and I think the stories were more challenging. And mm-hmm. I just didn't like the whole rah, 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 America, you know, the whole... Uh, <laughs> well, it's funny because as a kid, I didn't give that any thought. Like, it was just cool. But now that I'm who I am now, it does feel a little different. Right. Well, that comes with age and experience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're you're not that same little kid. It's lurking in there somewhere, but it, you're all grown up. So you obviously, it's inevitable that you're going to view it with different eyes because they are. But I think yeah. he wanted us to to touch on the classics, right? Like like Dark Knight Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, he wanted us to, to, to some. We threw some of the big ones out there that we would punt. Yeah, I think if 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 we had a list of you know like if you had the Rolling Stones list or if if, if we had a list of like you know the ten ten all time like the ten books we've talked about the most whether it's Dark Knight or Year One or Born Again or anything like that we would have to process of elimination which ones and you can only keep three which seven are you getting rid of that would be 
that's tough because we're just pulling things out of thin air. And... Well, so so CBR did a they had a voting thing where they did uh, a bunch of these you know top 100 lists over the last few years, and they did a few years ago they did the top 100 comic story comic book storylines of all time that they could encapsulate both graphic novels and runs and ongoing series and the like. And uh, I'll give you the I'll, I'll go from twenty to one. Uh, twenty is the coming of Galactus. Oh yeah, that's great. Uh, Nineteen is if this be my destiny, the Ditko League, uh, ASM thirty thirty one through thirty three. Uh, Eighteen is Judas Contract. See ya. Yeah, you knew you were gonna say that. Okay, no, I probably keep that. Uh, Seventeen is Great Darkness Saga. Mm. It's so long, though. Yeah, it's five issues. No, it's longer than that. There's a there's well, a build is, up. This is two ninety to two ninety four. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it's the, okay. Um, I don't know if I would let any Legion go. Okay, there you go. Uh, Sixteen is New Frontier. No, can't can't put you can't put my man Darwin's back. No, can't can't can't, can't do no. it. <laughs> can't do it. Uh, Fifteen is Marvels. You could pump that for me. I'm yeah, see that. ya. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I, I don't. Yep, I, just like uh, the I don't understand why it's so well regarded. It, it was okay. I think it's because it was like Alex Ross doing hmm. Marvel stuff, right? Like it was like, oh, he's gonna, you know, whatever. Um, Fourteen is uh, Season of Mist, uh, Sandman twenty-one through twenty-eight. Hmm. Nah, that's gotta stay. Gotta stay. Agree. Uh, Thirteen is Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you finally it too. Yeah, I wouldn't sweat that. What about you, Dad? Oh no, that's gone. Yeah. Um, twelve is Craven's Last Hunt. <sighs> that's a tough call, man. Yeah, I mean, I already I I, I said it before. Where it's yeah, that, that's that's one of the Spideys that you know it, it's. I I would have to keep that. Yep. Uh, 11 is Days of Future Past. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I think I would pretty feel comfortable saying Sayonara. It's only two issues, so it's not taking yeah. a lot of space, just for the record. Right. God, it seems like it was <laughs> longer think, than that. No, no, it's only, it's only two issues, but it is, it's still, I, I pretty much, I can kind of recite the story so it's not really something i need to keep around i think the problem with some of these including most notably so far of the ones we just talked about days of future past these ideas were great but they've been redone like biblical proportions like they've become such a trope of the of the characters and stories since it's like you feel exhausted because they revisit those concepts from days of future past over and over again like every writer of x-men is like oh i'm gonna take my spin on days of future past it's like nah dude like like it was done really well that first time Can, like yeah. I'm, I'm, this, every time i look through uh, and I, i'm i don't want to this is not me trying to beat up on the big two but if you don't admit that the majority of the big two's output for the past whatever years is all variation on the theme that's all it is it's they just keep milking the same things over and over and over. Iron Man's a woman. Thor's a woman. Another person is in the Captain America. Like it's the same shit over and over and over again. There's I, I'm not saying that there's no novelty in the big two, but it's very limited. 
and it, it just kills me to look at these catalogs and see like oh another crossover with the same old themes that we've seen over and over and over again like whatever like right well that's the nature we always said about serial. i mean it's these, true these things these things weren't meant to be read by the same people for five decades <laughs> They were meant for us to read them for five to ten years and then mature out of them and have another group of people are read them and love them for five or ten years and then move out of them. It wasn't ever supposed to be what it became. True that. What else? Uh, okay, uh, number ten. So we're at the top ten now. Well, this one is the, I mean, ten is mouse. First of all, it should be higher. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Second, yeah, no. I mean, we all, we all just gushed about it, so obviously that's staying. Uh, nine is an interesting one. Crisis. Oh, and without a second second thought, see him. I've been I've been waiting for Vince to say that that that's going. You'd keep it, that? Uh, I think I'd have to keep it. Yeah, I throw it right out the door. Right. Um, eight, eight. I think we're we'd all probably punt Long Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Uh, seven. We've already said we'd punt uh, Kingdom Come. Uh, now six is interesting. I wouldn't punt it, but I'm surprised it's this high up. And I would understand if you both punted it. All Star Superman. No. You'd keep it. Yeah, I would definitely keep it. Yeah, I'd keep that it. That would punt it. Cause you'd I'd keep, keep it. I'd keep you really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd keep it. Five is your one. <laughs> oh, let's stay. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> <sighs> uh, four is born again. Ooh. It's fucking staying. I'm going to chain that sucker to my back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, there's another example. Like, every Daredevil writer since... <laughs> Since issue 233 ended, has attempted to recapture the magic of those issues. Yep. No <laughs> and, argument and some, for me. Some have done their own really good work on the series. I mean, there have been a lot of excellent runs of Daredevil, don't get me wrong, but uh, but they all they all are germinated from what what Isaac Kelly and Miller did. Yeah, no no offense to, to Dap, but the Palmiati um, Marvel Knights Daredevil? Yep. That's yep. just a, a almost theme by theme uh, redo of Born Again. Sure, it's it's the same yeah. stuff. I think it's the same stuff. Oh, Karen comes back and and you know yeah, and she's just kind of making a mess of of Matt's life. But there's the other there's there's some more superhero stuff going on in those issues. But yeah, it's it's yeah, I'm pretty sure Smith would even even admit to that. Yeah, it, it's not. Uh, is really no, and I mean, even Chichester did it later on with Fall from mm-hmm. Grace when it was uh, oh, when it was Kingpin's turn. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, they all yeah everybody everybody tries to to knock Matt down so that they can build him back up. Uh, well, the the other the top three you could probably guess by process of elimination because we haven't mentioned them yet. Uh, three is DKR. Three. Yes. Wow. Okay. What what's two? Two is Dark Phoenix. Oh, I would jettison that. Oh, yep. see, that's fucking hurtful. That's not. Oh my god, that's so fucking hurtful. It's number two, you assholes. And then number one, of course, is Watchmen. I mean, hell to the nah. Yeah, So yeah, so there you go. That's a cool question. I think we should get panels of Watchmen tattooed to our bodies. That's how that's good that book do, is. Eh. We'll find a way. Then you're one. The uh, are born again. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, you were right the and, first time. And, and, and GF toast, but we also have to. Uh, there's um. <laughs> stop. There's. Uh, I I I love how it's it's, it's love. we do. I, I I love how it's it's like an unspoken 
rule. It, it's it's like the one book we haven't, and at this point, I don't know if we ever will discuss. I mean, because we've danced around it, but I don't think we'll ever really do a book of the month on Born Again. We really should. I, it, I know we should, but it's just at this point now, we've gone this many years with that. We're always talking about the book in some way, shape, or form, mentioning it, referencing it somehow. But it's just, it's I'm, I'm almost scared to because it's... We haven't done like a lot of the... I mean, we haven't done Watchmen, right? We haven't done... I mean, like we haven't done a lot of the, the, the all-time classic books. Right. Like that. What we should do, uh, if only to hear Jason say... My goodness, this is brilliant. How did I not recognize this in the past? We should really do a DK2 book of the month. Oh, well, first of all, you, it, which I'm at, it's not just me that mocks DK2. Your, your other brother in arms over here is had, equally, equally it, insulting. It has nothing to do with numbers. Both of you would, would gaze at it with, with experienced eyes and say, oh, He's a genius. I've read, that, I've read that thing three or four times. Yeah, and each time it just gets better and better. It's just, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so down. <laughs> moving on. Uh, this would probably be an, an a, a, a it's an interesting question. It's one I, I wish I had a better answer for. Mitchell asks uh, comics that actually frightened us, and and I I. I the, the the short answer, Mitchell, is is I don't think there is one. I, I in the sense that like, uh, I, comics just don't hit me that way. Like I've read some good. I love horror comics. I, I certainly read a ton of them, but I don't think the nature of reading comics, I, I it, like to instill real fear in me. I don't. It's never, I don't think it's ever happened. I think there are some truly frightening moments in Alan Moore Swamp Thing Run. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought From Hell was pretty frightening. As a whole. Just sure. uh, unsettling, maybe more than frightening. But, uh, I mean, it's the era of the documentary. There are many documentaries, like mostly true crime, that push me into a, an area of... of uh, experiencing that I, maybe I would equate with being frightened, but it's more unsettled and shaken and and just questioning how humanity can descend this yeah. this freaking far. But that's disturbing. And, and maybe disturbing is just another word for frightening. I, I don't, in, in my mind anyway. Right. So it's I, amazing to me, by the way, the, the world's obsession with grotesque. I don't know if you guys saw, but the... Uh, 10-part Dahmer miniseries. Oh, it's so good. No, it is, but but it, it, they just announced it's the second most popular thing. It's only behind Stranger Things in popularity this year. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, one of the the young ladies, uh, young girls, that that works in the, at the studio was talking about it, and she's like, oh, yeah, some of those pictures were, were terrible. And uh, I said, I have a book that has very explicit pictures of the stuff they pulled out of Dahmer's freezer and refrigerator and she's like can i see them i'm like yeah you're a minor <laughs> i can't show them to you <laughs> Evan peters does an incredible job playing Dahmer. yeah it's it, i mean he he is jeffrey Dahmer. it's incredible yeah it, it, it was so good but uh where were we uh comics that for actually for actually frighten us well i think i think mouse is very frightening 
I mean, again, just for the, the it's historically the, horrifying. But I mean, it's I'm terrifying. Yeah, question be like you're getting the chill. You turn the page and you're like, holy you're shit! Like, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. You know. uh, so are are we going for visual, visceral, like shock, frightening, or are we I going for like yeah, like you're legit frightened? Like you, like there have certainly been. I mean, when I was young, I remember I would read novels sometimes, and they would legit frighten me. Like when I was a kid, I can remember reading Stephen King books and being like legit scared when I went to right. bed. Right. Now, part of it is getting older. I, I don't. I just don't like. I watch a crap ton of horror movies, and I I don't remember the last time one's actually scared me. But so maybe it's an age thing. But I. The um, Steve Bissett's Taboo anthology was genuinely frightening. Okay. But it was a cumulative thing. It, it wasn't a holy shit, this story scared the hell out of me. It was a more, um, uh, after you finished an issue, you, it, just an unsettling blanket of just, I guess, fear. Uh, just, the, the presentation was, was challenging and uh, very much unlike the horror things we had been uh, subject to to date uh, it was it was dangerous it was a dangerous anthology and if you haven't read taboo i would really suggest and if you're a fan of horror i would really suggest you know trying to scare up those issues because they're wonderful well that's you know my word for wonderful um they're very disturbing and i think there was some you know really scary stuff in those too mm-hmm. yeah but um, i mean i've never had to close a book like oh holy crap like this is i'm scared like never ever even I, the scariest thing i've ever read which i i don't know i i've never reacted to it like that right um mm-hmm. how I, I would revisit some some books in my mind and be scared yeah so i i have experienced fear through reading but not on a visceral level where it's just like I, you know pull the covers over your head and, and all right. that stuff about you dad no, um, no. I've I've been trying to think if, um, but it's all it, it's it's hard for me to even think that I would be frightened or 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 jolted back because you're the whole thing is it, it you're reading the comic on on your own at least with movies you're. You're you're held captive. You're you're going wherever the camera goes. So yes, when when someone opens a door, someone pops up from under the bed. That's going to startle you. I, reading a comic book, you're you're seeing the whole page, and then you know you turn it. You'd have to get the hook, turn the page, and then get scared. And it just doesn't. I'm never I'm never in a mood. I'm never in a position where I'm going to read a comic book and and expect to be you know thrown off the seat if I turn the page. I would uh, rank Graham Ingalls stuff from the EC days is, is pretty frightening. Some rights in too. You know, that's a good point. I remember reading some EC comics when I was a kid and them being legit scary. Um, but again, I mean, I guess part of it is that I was a kid, right? So, Right. I, I, I think it's as, as we age and, and, quote, evolve, I think it's harder to um, derive fear from words and or combination of words and pictures like like dab said it's easy to scare someone or easier to scare someone with a uh, moving pictures right yeah um i think that the the lowest of the low remember those records 
um, that they would put out around uh, Halloween, like the Disney Haunted Mansion record, or um, you know, scary, creepy sounds and stuff. That they those never scared me. I just thought like you could tell that it's some rube, you know, pretending to be a mummy or something like, uh, and the creaky chains and the screaming cats. Like oh, that that that's not scary so I, there is a, a sliding scale of, of what induces fear legitimately and and what doesn't those records are definitely on the bo- on the bottom mm-hmm. yeah but there you go there you go yeah you talk about more comics or, or what are we going to do here yeah why not all right what you got um well i don't want to spoil so i'll just say that i read the second volume of crazy food truck oh nice i don't think either of you've received it yet not yet but uh it was a blast man things are amping up did you get that from in your box or did you get it yeah oh Hmm. i get the weekly though you know yeah interesting yeah why did did you i assume you'll get it with your monthly box right Uh, it will be coming from another source but uh yeah oh i see gotcha yeah um, well, there you go. I mean, uh, I can't speak to that, but, uh, you know, you do you. <laughs> wow. So that's what the bus looks like from underneath. Amazing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? Um, I will say, uh, and I, I, this is one of those things where if I talk about it, it's going to be one. Of, it's going to be a case where almost no one that listens to this is ever going to get a chance to read it. But uh, say, let me. Um, <laughs> um, when we were at Heroes, we had a chance to, as we always do, chat uh, a bit with uh, Mr. Chris Pitzer of Ad House Fame, and as as I think a lot of our our uh, listeners know, Chris uh, announced early this year that he was retiring from Madhouse. Um, and it had been 20 years and he wrote a beautiful, uh, piece that, uh, when it made the rounds, it was on his website and Facebook and like, but it, it made its rounds about why he was retiring and what a, what a great time he had as a publisher and so forth and so on. So at heroes, when we were chatting with him, he, uh, had, um, for those that don't know, Chris is is probably one of the few people on the planet that loves uh, like zines more than Vince. I would agree much, with that. At least as much, man. Yeah. He li- he loves. I mean, he he his favorite thing. And Chris goes a lot of cons. His favorite thing is to dig in the crates and come across zines and mini comics that he didn't know existed and buy them. Um, so he created uh, a twenty year retrospective comic um but i believe because mine is numbered 19 of 20 but i think he it was only a 20 20 issue run um but i did acquire a heroes from him and it uh, is exactly that it's it's um he found a an old cover to superman number 34 and he photoshopped it to say the ad house books need your support give generously with the ad house logo superman with his arm over the ad house logo and then uh, and it's been sitting in my stack since since heroes but um this week i just had a hankering to finally crack it open and uh it's beautiful it's as beautiful as you'd expect it to be it's it's a mixture of 
uh, photos over the years of Chris and, and his crew at different cons from uh, young young Pitzer to, to now Pitzer. Uh, it Matt is, Wagner, too. Yeah, yeah, ton, tons of great pictures. There's uh, there's uh, some written work. There's there's a, an intro where he talks about, um, you know, his, again, his decision to retire, about the Ad House logo that was based on the Red Cross logo and uh, how he kind of fell into publishing and um, he also mentions in the in the book, which is pretty cool, because he said specifically in this that he didn't mention it uh, in the more publicly available piece announcing the end of, of his publishing career. Um, one of the reasons he's doing it now is because he and his wife uh, saved and invested well enough that they they decided they can legit retire. They can they've they've done okay enough financially that they can retire and like like live their lives, which is pretty awesome because he's a pretty young guy. I mean he's. He's probably what in his early fifties, Vince. You'd say. Or? I would say, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty great, right? Not many people can can uh, can retire in their early fifties, so that's pretty awesome. Um, then he's got like a little thing where he takes the uh, ISDN numbers of all the books that he's ever published and lists them, and then he has a list of books that he forgot to assign ISDN numbers to, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, then he takes uh, one book from each year of the 20 years he's been publishing and gives some thoughts on it. So like number one, year one was Pulpitoon Pilgrimage. Uh, number two was uh, year two was Project Telstar. Three skyscrapers in the Midwest. Four process recess. Year five is Southpaw. Uh, year six is Mort Grimm. Uh, seven is, is Pulp Hope. Pulp. For those that I'm not saying Pulp Hope, I'm saying Pulp. Hope, P-U-L-P-H-O-P-E, yeah. which was a, uh, a, a an art book about uh, by Paul Pulp. But uh, eight was Duncan the Wonder Dog, which certainly is one of the first books <laughs> that we all talked about with with love and affection on the show that he published. Uh, nine was Blue Collar. Year nine was Blue Collar, White Collar. Uh, and then let's see here. Year ten was You Are. Uh, year 11 was Street Angel. Year 12 was The Freak. Uh, 13 was Skyscrapers Incorporated. 14, Crescent Fresh Descent. 15, uh, much to Vince's uh, joy, Canker. Yes! Uh, 16, uh, Mystery uh, Octobriana, 1976. Uh, 17, North Star. 18, Turtlenecks. 19, Grass of Parnassus. And twenty comrade kill, uh, and there's little blurbs about each little tidbits that he remembers about the books, where he met the creators, what what how the the project came about, so forth. Uh, there's there's different ad house logos and and art art uh, uh, posters and prints that he's done. There's uh, there's talk about the brand and the design. There's uh, there's a little homage to aphrodisiac, which warms my heart. Um, yeah, so it's just it's a little it's it's just a, a little walkthrough of the greatness of Athouse over twenty years, and it totally warmed my heart. Uh, and the back of the comic is uh, House of Secrets number one fourteen, which is a bunch of evil hockey players chasing after a femme fatale ice skater, blonde figure skater, and uh, he photoshopped his head onto all each of the. Each of the hockey players. Um, that image was probably drawn by Nick Cardi. There you go. I think you're right. Uh, I have number 20 of 20. 
There we go. See that? Uh, oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I read it. I read it the weekend after we got home. But oh, nice. The, um, okay. It's because I was. I mean, and and you take a long. Yes, you could just. It's not extremely wordy, um, considering the 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 idea behind it. But I was just in love with with the various photos, and and there's a great picture of uh, of our pal um, Andrew has the magazines at the cons, right, Vince? Yes. Yeah, so there's a picture of Andrew. Uh, I don't know who he's standing with, but yeah, he's looking over his shoulder. I guess the sale's going down. Uh, I Jason. Mm-hmm. Not, no. Not oh, you. thank you. Yes. Not yes, you. Yes, yeah, you said Jason. it's, it's Jason. You. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but no, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fantastic book. Chris is absolutely one of my, one of my favorite people in comics for as often as uh, we get to see him. Um, great photos of, of Chris with hair, but it's, um, yeah. It's yeah, it, it's you know, there's when I think about over the years the books we've talked about on the show or or you know, we've been looking forward to getting our hands on. Um there are way more ad house books than I would have expected. If, if you, you know, asked me to list all the publishers and that we've read over the years, I, I am I'm very happy to say that uh a lot of what I've enjoyed so much are um far from chris and and it's you know there's there's a lot of the ad house stuff uh and pride of place uh around my room whether it's you know um russian alterette king or american barbarian just like whatever and now cancord is just there's there's i i love chris's eye and and i like that you know he's not trying to flood the market or he's trying to you know just push some sort of agenda other than like these are books that he likes and he thinks you would like to and and it's it's it, it's bittersweet i'm happy for him but at the same time uh not not seeing an ad house book so often in previews uh is um stings a little bit oh yeah i mean we've said it before but I, to your point i mean i this he also timed this retirement around 100 that it was a hundred books he was going to have published. And right. um, I have read the vast majority of those hundred books and enjoyed them. And they're all so wildly different from one another. Yep. Um, the, the hit rate is what's impressive with him, right? Like it's, there are lots of smaller press publishers that we, we adore some of their work, but, but I'm, I'm just completely in all always about when I look at the list of ad house books, how, Almost every one, I'm like, oh yeah, that was great. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. you know, the man has impeccable taste. Incredible yep. taste. Incredible. He's 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 a natural born curator. Yep. Yeah, I did a tally when you were reading off those uh, twenty. I have mm-hmm. sixteen of the twenty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll qu- I mean, other books that 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 he that they've done. Uh, uh, Ace Face, BNF, Basewood, Love Basewood. Uh, Caveman in Space is great. Uh, Centrifolia, Comrade Kill, Covered Out Final, Delusional, The Downsized, Expansion. Uh, Gigant, which I talked about a year or two ago. Love that. In Pieces, Jeremiah, which Dap and I both talked about. Um, Meeting Comics, Lone Pine, My Own Little Empire. Love that. Um, the Oven, Pleading with Stars, Please Destroy My Enemies, Project Romantic. Uh, remake, Remake Special, Remake 3. The Ride Home, Rough Age. Russian Olive to Red King. Shout yep. out to the Imminents. Super Mag, love that book. Uh, yeah. Talk Dirty to Me, Tarantula, but super good book. Uh, Washington Bound, Welcome to Oddville, Young Francis, great. 
Of course, Aphrodisiac, my all-time favorite comic. Uh, you got American Barbarian, freaking. I mean, Woo-woo. what? Woo-woo. Woo-woo. The Aviary. Um, oh, Barbara that's great the too. Guy with Neil Diamonds. Uh, <laughs> uh, driven by Lemons is great. Uh, True. Mesmo Delivery, freaking one of the few comics Raphael Grampus actually ever drawn. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how the guy makes a living. Um, Operation Margarine. All the Process Recess books are phenomenal. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Tiger, Tiger, Youth is... I mean, all those books... I mean, I own all those books, and they're all great. Like, there's... I don't... I can't remember ever reading a Ad House book that I didn't enjoy. Truth. Yeah. So. You're speaking a lot of truth. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I had to pick myself up after telling you guys that I would punt, uh, I would punt your one. Yeah, it never happened. <laughs> I see we, we, Vince, you and I read a book together. We did? Yes, we did. Oh, DC ye- Horror Presents. Probably one of the longest titles ever. DC Horror Presents Sergeant Rock versus Army of the Dead, number one of six. Yes. <laughs> we have read it. <laughs> notably, notably, probably the most notable thing about it is that it's written by Mr. Bruce Campbell. Yep. And drawn, the big draw for me and why I bought the book is it's drawn by Mr. Eduardo Rizzo. It's totally insane that Rizzo drew this. <laughs> it is, right? It's like, it just does he not. Must be a big, he must be a big, uh, like, uh, Campbell, like, Army of the Dead fan, right? Like, oh, I, I, I guess. Fan, like, like, that must be the, 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 the connection. It just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm so glad that it happened uh, because this is going to surprise no one. The book is really attractive. It's gorgeous. Yes, it is. But it's Campbell, so it's super silly. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoyed it, but it was totally what I expected it to be. Agreed. It was yeah. exact. Whatever you think when you read the solicit, this book is going to be. It was that. <laughs> It was, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's Nazi zombies. Yeah. It was, it's very restrained, I think, for Campbell. I mean, it's still wacky. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, it's definitely not Evil Dead 2, right? Um, right. But uh, there is that, that smartassery that Campbell always in, engages in. And I, I just, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not, you can't get too deep in it. The, it's, it's a World War II where the Nazis are on the run. Uh, Hitler's looking for reinforcements to to plump up his ranks. Can't get any, so uh, he uh, uses a a long running uh, series of experiments to reanimate the dead, and that's basically uh, it's Sergeant Rock trying and Easy Company trying to to stem the tide of the the German undead. Yeah, that's it. But it's it's entertaining as hell. I you know somewhere right now Putin is trying to do that for the Ukraine. I would, I would not doubt it. Yeah. But the thing that I laughed out loud was very early in the book when um, uh, Adolf rips the head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's a pretty beefy Adolf Hitler. Yeah, I was saying, is, is I, I was like, is he implying that, that Hitler was a, was a soup? I don't know. Because, I mean, he just tears the guy's head right off. Yeah, and that's a little too machismo for, for Adolf Hitler. The guy was a little dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably would have had one of his lackeys do it. But uh, it's a yeah. great panel. I mean, the shadow over Hitler's eyes is great. I mm-hmm. love the way he framed that. 
just it's a fun book, but there's really not much you know other than you can say about it. Listen, man, Risso's prolific. He's done a lot of comics. People probably don't remember. <laughs> oh hell, yeah. He, he's he does he doesn't like to not be he doesn't like idle hands clearly, which is good. Yeah, his volume of work is extensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have something. Again, this may fall under the same category of extremely enjoyable, but there's there's not a whole lot of meat on the bones if you're not a fan of of these two properties. Okay. Written by Sholly Fish, with art and color by Jason Crosby. The covers are done by Joe Simcoe, and that may uh, tip my hand as to what this book actually is, because Joe's a guy that's been associated with one of these properties for a good stretch. Uh, worked on the cards, uh, you know, he, the, the, he lives this stuff. And it is from Dynamite. It's called Mad Balls versus Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> this setup is so stupid. Um, a, a well-to-do white family... Uh, dad's on the up and up. He's he's ascending the corporate ladder. They have money, you know, and they uh, they buy a house. Um, the wife is complaining because the house is situated between two rundown uh, edifices. Let's just say, uh, boarded up windows, a lot of noise coming from these things. The wife is 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 some feeling some kind of way. Uh, the 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 whole conceit with the book is their house is situated between the Madball house and the Garbage Pail Kids house, and they're constantly feuding. Whether it be uh, extreme sports or Battle of the Bands or uh, like you name it, the the novelty of this book is pitting the Garbage Pail Kids against the Madballs. And it's it's kind of cute because one of the Mad Balls, um, Hornhead, is uh, in love with Scary Carrie from the Garbage Pail Kids. So there's an ongoing um, subplot where these two uh, creatures from opposing factions manage to find love. It's so it's so stupid, but I mean you have Hornhead, all your favorite Mad Balls are in here: Skullface, uh, Oculus, Orbis. You know, uh, you guys a fan of either of these things? Mad Balls or or Garbage Pail Kids, one hundred percent. Yeah, Garbage Pail Kids, not a, not particularly any nostalgia for uh, for Mad Balls. Well, I, I mean, as you would expect, the mouthpiece more often than not for the Garbage Pail Kids is Adam Bomb. Right, and he he frequently gets pissed off, and when he gets pissed off, his head explodes. Right, nasty Nick is in here, uh, stinky Stan, the the ones you would expect. Uh, Brainy Janie's in here, um, yeah, and it's it's extremely well illustrated. The um, Jason Crosby, if I put these pages on the table and I didn't tell you what year were they, they were created, you would think or you would guess that maybe these appeared in the pages of Cracked, like around the the Cracked revival, not the, the vintage Cracked, but when, when Cracked kind of waned over the years, but then they had a resurgence, like mm-hmm. maybe 92, 90, around there. 
the, maybe a little earlier, these would fit within that, on that stage very, very well. Uh, I think the art is just outstanding. There's a lot of meat on the bones here. There's a lot of lines on the page. Just, just, it's just a fun read. Like, there's a puzzle page here and there. There's a joke page. Like, what instrument does Skullface play in the marching band? Come on. Skullface. Trombone? Yes. A trombone. Hyphenated, you know? Uh, how did Adam Bomb like his birthday party? He had a blast. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid but i mean i loved every freaking panel of this thing the color work is outstanding it's just a visual treat and it's goofy as hell i the both of these properties are so near and dear to my heart i i remember going to toys r us like multiple times a week to try and find the mad balls uh, i got a ton of them but i don't have them all and mm -hmm. uh, as a collector, like I bought the the garbage pill kids cards. I bought the figures recently, the blind box figures. Like I just, I these two things speak to me of a period in my life that was very, very pleasing. To and you know, is it like not a golden age, but near close to it, right? Uh, Transformers, not GI Joe, of course, but like He Man, Mad Balls, Garbage Pill Kids. Like that's that whole bundle of of pop culture that really touches my heart and i love this book because of it it's it just the all the the synapses are are bouncing when i read this mm -hmm. yeah talk about uh conceptual continuity on our weekly investment committee call today my ceo brought up wacky packages wow, wow. isn't that weird in what way uh, he made a reference to like a fake ad, and he's like, you know, it's like the wacky packages. And then keep in mind, he is well, he's Vince's age exactly. He's fifty-seven. Uh, I am forty-seven, and everyone else in my firm is younger. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like the whole pl the whole team was like blank scare, blank stares. Uh -huh. Like they were like, I, I don't know what to speak of. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, speaking to the hometown tops. With the wacky packages, yep. they, they had a, a big presence in Scranton. Yep, yep. And who else worked on wacky packages? Uh, well, Spiegelman did exactly. Kim Deitch did. I know that. Yep, yep. And there's a laundry list of of great yep. talent that came out of not came out of that touched the wacky packages. It's a, it's a cultural um, touchstone. Yeah, after we got off the call, I went to the eBay to see about. But uh, like with all things these days, it's absurd. To, like you can't like you can't just like cop a, a, a wacky packages box set from the seventies for like a couple bucks. It's 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 a bit. But what you can do is get the Abrams books that mm. re reproduce. Um, oh, did they did they make an Abrams book for them? There's at least two of them, um, and they come with a pack of cards. Awesome. Tip, like tipped into the book. There's also there's a Mars attack. Oh, there, here it is, right here, dude. Yeah, you can get them for cheap, and it's one Damn card per page. Son. Yeah, I got them. Oker, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, yeah. I mean, if you're looking for some nostalgia, really, really well presented, top notch nostalgia, get this Mad Balls versus Garbage Pail Kids from Dynamite. It's on the second issue. No telling when the third's coming out, but it will be out. 
and uh, you'll love it. Love it. Yeah. Well. What else? Fools. Um, I see Dap and I tag teamed on something. Nice. Have at it. Didn't we, Dap? Let's do it. Yeah, I... Oh, wow. No, it... Listen, Uh-oh. it's the, the art... I... I... Forgot that... Riley was drawing the book. Um... Because of all the Robins, um, as as much as I, you know, I'm a DeGrayson fan. Uh, when it comes to Robins, Tim Drake is is the best. Um, and Jason and I read Tim Drake Robin number one, um, written by someone who I don't think I've read anything by before. Um, it is uh, Megan Fitzmartin. It's Fitzmartin, yes, that was it. I couldn't think of the last name. Fitzmartin on script, Riley Rossmo on art, Lee Leverage on colors. Um, and I think it may be the colors that's thrown me off. There's just something I there. There are things that that I typically I would have been all over and in love with this first issue. Uh, it's just something I don't know if it was me being away from the bat books for a minute and and uh I'm, I'm vaguely aware of what's going on in tim's life but you know since since alfred died and dick's been doing with his things and on and, and nightwing um and i've been reading damien here and there because of what's going on in deathstroke or shadow war or whatnot or, or, or batman and, and superman or world's finest there's just i'm not privy to what's been going on in Tim's life, other than the fact that he now has a boyfriend. Uh, he's had a boyfriend for a little while now, but that he's been seeing someone new that isn't Stephanie, for example. Uh, and it's just, it, it's taken me a second to get my bearings, find my footing with the character in this new setting, um, because he's kind of on his own. But I, I, I dug the story. And I'm I'm definitely going to check it out, uh, check out the second issue, and and, and see where it goes from there. But uh, there's just something about it that that didn't set my world on fire, unfortunately. Mm. Well, I will say that uh, it's pretty cool that we're now quite a few years into Riley being a go-to DC artist, right? Because we've known Riley from the jump. I mean. We've, we've, you know, we've seen him evolve as an artist and a storyteller, and 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 his career has has taken an interesting path, right? I mean, he was very much oh, yeah. an indie creator-owned guy for a long time, and then and then jumped into the 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 like he kind of went the opposite way, right? Like where you like, yeah, I mean, where 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 proof is kind of where we first saw him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Proof is the first time I remember hearing from him. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, yeah, then it was it was you know image work here and there or, or, or some indie stuff. But then yeah, with 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 uh, Martian Manhunter and Deathbed and and Harley recently and now this and yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so he's but he's been. I mean, he was he was spent 
the last bunch of years just just hammering out DC stuff, right? I mean, he did the Martian Manhunter thing. He did a long run. He just finished up a long run on Harley Quinn, and uh, and now he's been tagged to to relaunch. And this was this is a book that, depending on your age, is a big deal because uh, as Dapple, there's been multiple Robins, but we haven't seen a Tim Drake comic in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I I don't remember how many years, but I know that I recall when we were when this was solicited. They really hyped up the fact that we haven't had a Tim Drake comic in, in a long, long time. So I'm sure this is pretty exciting stuff for a lot of people. Um, and and yes, Dab, as you alluded, uh, Tim is, um, uh, is is gay uh, in this, you know, in, in modern continuity, which I don't remember when that became part of uh, the character. I remember it being a pretty positive announcement, though, a year or two ago when it happened. I think we talked about it when it when it happened. And he's got a serious boyfriend named Bernard. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I like this book a lot in the sense that it just um, it, it it does very much borrow. Well, not borrow. It very much uh, pulls from what's been going on with Tim as a character in the last few years. Most of the comics with which they reference I haven't read, but I love any modern comic that gives me the editor notes. Because we don't get enough of that, right? Like the, you know, yep. the, the please see, you know, Little this happened notes. in issue X yeah. of this. And I'm like, thank you. Like, like, I don't even necessarily need to revisit it, but I love that you told me where to go. If I want to know why this is the way it is. Yep. Um, I don't know why all comics, I don't know why the superhero comics stopped doing that. I know that Palmiotti and, uh, and Casada like mandated to stop doing that when they created the Marvel Renaissance. I don't know. Why twenty years later we're still insisting on not doing it very often? I wish all superhero comics did this, but I like that. Uh, I love Riley's art, um, and uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't have a long history with Tim Drake. Um, probably have more history with him um, in in the cartoon world than I do co- the comic world. But um, but yeah, I dug this. I like the idea of a new villain. I, I I like meeting the the team of supporting cast that's gonna. Be a part of it, not only Bernard, but uh, but one of the uh, Darcy a lot. Yeah, Darcy, one of the she was part of a, the 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 I Am Robin miniseries, and um, she's going to be his bud, I think, and uh, she's quirky, and he's living on a houseboat, which is cool because not something you usually see. So I dig that. Um, the one criticism I have <laughs> is because someone who's, who's spent plenty of time at at, at boat marinas. Uh, Riley draws a fucked up marina. <laughs> like those boats are fucking. Those boats look like they were uh, like they were just through uh, Hurricane uh, Ian. Like I like 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 no marina is that dish, like is that uh, the boats are all parked like crooked and catty corner and yeah. Like that's not how marinas work. But but you know respect respect. Maybe he was going for a chaotic look because it's Gotham. But uh, but outside of that, I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, even the uh, the detective with the uh, was it Detective Williams who comes in to to, to look at the crime scene. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, there's there's um, it was not um, not quirky, but it definitely gave hopefully others, but it gave me enough to uh, to kind of see where um, where they're taken. Tim and and this uh, this environment that he's in, so it 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 did the trick in the sense that 
I read this issue. I want to see what's next. So I wasn't uh, I wasn't turned off in any way, shape, or form. Totally. I mean, and and Megan Fitzmartin is relatively new to comics. She is a she's a writer of many things. She's done a bunch of scripted podcasts for the big podcast companies. She has written. She was on the Supernatural. Shout out to Jay Tomio. Uh, uh, writing writer's room for the last three seasons. She uh, has I'm looking at a website now. She's done a bunch of animation. She's written uh, uh, a bunch of uh, of the well, not a bunch, but a few of the DC movies, DC animated okay. movies. Um, but yeah, in terms of comics, I mean, she's just gotten started. She did uh, a couple issues of the Future State Robin Eternal. She did the Batman Urban Legends miniseries and and a young justice dark crisis tie-in one shot so you know how this works i mean it seems like they they give the writers the, the tryout a, books. A, an event tryout one shot right or an event miniseries and see how they do and and then if they if they pass those tests they, they get a gig and this is her first ongoing gig so that's nice Pretty cute too, and not to uh, not to objectify her, but <laughs> she's easy on the eyes. That's usually my line. That is well, true. There you go. Stole it from me. <sighs> awesome. What else do we have? I was looking, I'm looking at my list to see if there's anything that I missed. Here, what did I read? Oh, well, yes. Can't get into that until, no, until later. No, no. So you both read Santo Sisters number one, right? Did. Yes. Yeah, because I just read Santo Sisters number two. I have it, but I haven't read it. So go, tell me about it. No, no. I, I, it's, it's, my, it's more of a query because this is one of those it books, of the moment books, right? I mean, it's like the first issue of Santo Sisters became a thing. Everyone's like, did you read it? Got to get it. It was hard to get. You know, I got my copy from challengers in chicago had them ship it to me i mean um and we 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 met the guys uh at uh, heroes they were there craig and fake and um very quirky dudes in in real life like yes su- super i mean very nice guys but super socially awkward like and, and they're not you know that is not uh, an outlier in in many artist alleys so it's i think that's uh, often a prerequisite for uh, greatness may have may have yeah. but uh but at the time, they were talking about how they were. They spent a long time making, and pub, getting, getting the courage up, and then publishing Santa Sisters number one, and and uh, they were quite taken aback by its popularity, and so uh, they were excited about two, and and so I, I I read two and I enjoyed it, but I'm left after reading both. I'm fascinated that this is an it book, meaning like it's perfectly fun comics, but it's not like. I can't quite figure out why this book hit big the way that it did, right? Like the artwork is a Dan Parent style book. It looks like an Archie book by design. That's that's the style they're going for. And <laughs> it's funny that you said Dan Parent. Why? Because like Dan Parent has become the standard for Archie. Yeah. When Dan is working in the mold of those that came before him. Oh, right? I know. No, but I know. It, no, it's it's yeah. it's it's yeah. it's. it's legitimate right he is the face of archie but right yeah because every time we're at a con he's there and it's like archie you know yeah but but it's that style is my point it's a style we're all very familiar with and um 
and it it, it involves it's a, it's 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 effectively a, a comic about two uh, Latina sisters. One's the spicy kind of bitchy one, and one is the, the sweet. So it's the Betty and Veronica, and they also happen to be superheroines. They can they can fly and have super strength, and they wear these masks when they're in that mode. Um, but and it's it's designed like an Archie comic basically, and 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 I've enjoyed both issues quite a bit. But but the, I still am wondering like what is the what's the hook that made this an, a breakout indie comic? Because it's I would understand if it was a lot more um, uh, explicit, explicit or transgressive, right? Yeah, where it's like that would be the hook. Like oh, it's like Archie if Archie was naughty. But it's not really. There, there's no. There's no. There's a curse word or two, but there's no. There's not. There's not a tremendous amount of over violence. There's. There's almost no sexuality. Um, it, it's. It's. It's actually far less challenging to the Archie structure than say Sabrina was when, when Ibarra Casa first started doing that book or or Afterlife with Archie, right? Like it doesn't push boundaries, in the way that the, those books did. So I am left wondering, like, why did this book hit in the way that it has? Which is not to say I haven't enjoyed it, but I, I, but I enjoyed it in the sense that, like, I would have never heard of it had had it not been a buzz book. And I'm glad to have read them, but I don't know that they left me with a huge impression. So you guys have read one, so you can't speak to two, but I mean, two's more of the same. It doesn't really veer from the formula from one. So what do you think... Why did the book stand above the crowd of, of a sea of, of, of indie comics, the small print run indie comics? Hmm. Well, it could, it, it could, no, it could be a, a right place at the right time. Like, who thought that the Turtles, not that this book is on the level of the Turtles in popularity, but it, it, there was a lot of heat behind this book. Uh, I don't know. I think it, whenever someone parodies the 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 style the or the archie aesthetic i think it's it's easier to permeate because you're again your your springboard is something that's instantly identifiable mm-hmm. right um and then if you corrupt that uh you know wholesome let's just say archie aesthetic with with two characters that would be wildly out of place within that aesthetic i don't know i don't know i i i if i could write an equation as to why this thing became popular i would do it myself uh, you know publish yeah. something that would I, I don't know um i've always been attracted to archie parodies right right and That's i sent probably part of it yeah i sent you guys uh, a cover image on the slack there was one that came out Jeez, I, I don't even know the date. Eighty-seven, maybe eighty-eight, around there. It was called "Bangs in the Gang." <laughs> it, 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 man, this book. Some of the stuff in this book will curl your toes. It was extremely explicit. This, I mean, this book went places that the Santo Sisters didn't. And that was when I read the first issue of Santo Sisters. I was like, "Wow, this is fun," but it doesn't really go. It doesn't go super dark or super <laughs> explicit. So I was like, again, I, I had the questions like, why? What's what's the mojo behind this thing? Why is it is it getting traction? I don't I don't know. It's it mm-hmm. mainly it's it's a fun comic, right? So maybe that's it. I mean, maybe we're looking for something that doesn't need to be there. Definitely, and that's probably the simplest answer. Um, uh, 
but you know, like I guess it's um. I like explicit comics, so if you're going to give me a parody, I would prefer you to go all in. You need to find this bangs in the gang then. Yeah, or even, but like you know, I mean, probably the most obvious one is Cherry Pop Tart, right? Like, oh hell yeah, yeah. Like I Larry think... Wells, like he drew it to look like they Archie, but they're it's a sex comic. Like I enjoyed that, like because it is what it is, you know. Um, like it's just it, this is a book more, I guess, about titillation. Like in the second issue, there's these uh, there's this pair of uh, of uh, ne'er do wells who are uh, super powered thugs that are hired to, to turn a bunch of people into zombies and with using this ray gun and. Um, and uh, and and they they used to be a couple. It's a it's a male and female uh, set of characters. They hadn't seen each other. All they used to be a couple. And uh, and the one the 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 male character is named Spit. Uh, and like his then as the comic goes on, they allude to the fact that he's got a new superpowered girlfriend named Swallow. And it's like clever, <laughs> like Spit yeah. and Swallow, haha. But it's like but they don't do anything with it other than just drop the line, like 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 oh their their names are Spit and Swallow. Like so it's like. Let me let me see like I I want to see like that the boys you know I want to see like I want to see what Spit and Swallow are up to like why they call them you know what I mean like right like I guess I want them to go for it I don't I don't want a chastity belt like I don't I don't like titillation in comics it's why I don't really like Vampy like no disrespect to you but like I get it you know like if you're gonna if I'm gonna look at someone rendering a skimpily dressed sexual female character than I let's have her have sex, you know. So like, you must not be a fan of burlesque then. No, I'm not. No. See, I love the tease. Right, no, and then obviously yeah. that that is a market there's a market for that. That just is why burlesque exists or why vampires apart like like there there is a, a a subset of 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 uh fans, your yourself included, who appreciate that and, and I'm saying it doesn't work for me. Like I'd I'd rather watch porn, you know, like like if you're if I'm if I'm if I'm gonna go that route, like I'll just I'd rather see. see I get it. See yeah, it, yeah. You know. Yeah, I was ten years off the mark, by the way, with this bangs in the gang. It's February '94. I don't oh, know. More I don't, don't know where my head was at, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, I like not knowing. Um, I think the the imagination is far more potent than anything reality could throw at you. So if you show me. I'm I'm going to be a pig here, but if you show me some side boob or some under boob, or a vampirella with the 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 part of the you know covered, that to me is worth far far more than if it was just like whoosh, taking it all off, like whatever. Because your imagination, I mean the 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 images that you conjure in your mind, could never ever be rivaled by anything anyone could produce. Mm-hmm. By the but way, the, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, when, if you ever get to the point where you cross the finish line, you're going to be underwhelmed, right? Because it, it's like anticipation. We always build up stuff in our mind. And then when the reality hits the dish, you're just like, yeah, I guess this is okay. But because you've you've manufactured an ideal that the reality could never, ever reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you, you going to say? No, I was going to say that uh, yeah. as we were chatting, our... our our dude Alex Mansfield came in with a with a good question. Oh, uh, nice! That we can maybe maybe it'll cap the episode off. Uh, change my mind is the theme that he's going for. What comic or comics made you completely rethink your opinion on a genre, creator, or format? For example, did you not like manga until something made you click with it? Oh, not into a certain writer or artist until you read X. Not a horror, slice of life, funny animal comic kind of person until you read X and now you're into them? 
what works made you do a 180 on a preconceived notion? I love that question. Yeah, can I go? Because I have the immediate answer. Sure. <laughs> Criminal. Makes perfect sense for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, crime comics were not my forte before Criminal. Now I can't get enough of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, certainly, um, for, for me, I mean, we talked about I me mean, quietly, you know, um, I wasn't into him at first, but, but then, uh, but new X-Men turned me onto him, you know? So that's when it comes to mind manga. I mean, that's a tricky one because for a long part of my life, the only manga I had ever read was Akira, which is awesome. Um, and then I just really didn't read manga. And then I feel like, uh, Pluto and 20th Century Boys opened me up to seeking out manga more frequently. Nowhere near as frequently as Vince, certainly, but but definitely we're like, oh, man, like modern manga can be dope as fuck. Yeah, I think you, you know? got lucky, though. Uh, 20th Century Boys and Pluto are high watermarks. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But, but, that's, but I was like, oh, there's, if there's stories like that being told, I need to, I need to pay more attention to this, to this whole you know, massive trove of of work that i've oh it's a machine man yeah yeah Hmm. um probably the turtles with black and white that's a good one although it's one of the first black and whites so that would kind of yeah it's just uh, not that i was there immediately at the start but yeah before that i kind of i mean i yeah i really didn't pay attention to anything that wasn't color and just something about that book and then I would read things from whether it's from Eclipse or well mostly Eclipse or or first maybe but there's just yeah and anything that uh, and then eventually with Dark Horse and and the anthology but it was um, there wasn't really anything that I recall reading that was uh, I mean aside from comic strips that was uh that would have been black and white that I was buying on the regular. I prefer my comics in black and white. Yeah, yeah, these days definitely, and and for a while now, it it's kind of been that way. There's just I, for a long time, when I was younger, if it was in black and white, there are times where it would just look unfinished. But um, you know, it, it's we've come a long way since then, and and yeah, there might be. Like if you go through the essentials or the old D- or, or the DC showcases, where you know obviously those were originally in color and there were things said in the story that reference color, or um, you know you don't know why Green Lantern is wigging out over this thing coming at him because you can't tell that it's yellow until he says it. But um, I I think you can. It's I I really really enjoy books without color because there's no there's no hiding it's it's pretty much all on the artist and and uh and, and not so much for the color artist can come in to kind of save the day but um i just love it when someone can do something with various shades of of gray and and into black it's just mm-hmm. it blows me away and sometimes not even Sometimes just black and white. Just with an, or, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, looking at Somni or, or Miller, where it's just you know, yeah, just stark black and white, and it it's it 
it pops. It's amazing. Yeah, the deciding factor was me with me was the uh, advent of of uh, digital coloring. Like, uh, I probably was in the minority, but the whole Malibu yep. attention Great like idea. that did absolutely nothing for me. Right there, and right then there. they just wrung the shit out of it yep. and uh lens flare you know like oh come on uh it's it's just overused and it's far too easy um i think flat color accentuates the artwork better than um you know full process computer color it's distracting yeah I've, when under normal circumstances it's distracting i mean there's there are a few maestros out there that are very very adept at at computer color but I don't think there's a whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's I don't it's I, I don't know exactly what Alex is getting at, but um, but I mean, Strangers in Paradise turned me on to the whole idea of, of slice of life comics, and I realize it's I mean, as the story goes, it gets a little more you know, it's not true life slice of life, but but I got into it because I was like, oh, everyone always talked about the time it was the book. It was seemed like one of those those books of the moment. And, uh, and and that really did that was the first time I ever really paid much attention or got into a book that was just about you know, people and their feelings and uh, as you all now and even make fun of me now I mean it's been a pretty consistent thing that I've read a lot of in the last decade so um, that definitely made me rethink what the genre could bring for me right um, you know it's it's a weird combination of of both of you with this noise problem, because he just muted and the noise went away, so it doesn't make any damn sense. But whatever, <laughs> it's arcane. So yeah, that's a great question. Um, did Dap actually answer it though, other than than turtles, or what? That's your only answer, Dap. That's yeah. I I really don't. It's. It's weird. It, it's it's comics. I'll I'll try anything, and it's it's just one of those things where I don't. There really isn't. There aren't too many aha moments that that come to mind where I I wouldn't. Um. Like yeah, I I enjoy funny animal comics. I'll enjoy crime comics. I'll enjoy the sci-fi. It, it doesn't. Well, there's like one of the things we didn't address. Like what about the creator side? Like he's saying like where you were like I didn't think much of a creator, and then you read something like oh snap. Like, All right. It, yeah. That's a that's a more difficult question to answer. I'd I'd have to really do some some soul searching on that, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't have an immediate answer for it. But I do have another answer for the the uh, quantum leap in perception, and it all for me again it all goes back to comics book number one. That that book was it it, it damaged me. So, what are these funny animals doing? They're having sex, and what is sex anyway? And and what is all this drug stuff like? And it's a Marvel comic. How is this possible? And it's in black and white. And it's just it it, it was it took everything I knew about comics up until that point. Yes, I was young, but still, and it just totally shredded it. Uh, I I don't think that from my perspective, and yes, I am biased. I don't think that you can overstate the importance of comics book number one. Mm-hmm. It did. It is a legendary piece of paper, a chunk of paper. It's phenomenal. It, the shockwaves that that thing generated through the industry. Maybe it's just me, 
maybe I'm like one of the five people out there next to Dennis Kitchen that thought comics book mm-hmm. number one was a was a, a landmark achievement. I don't know, but I that book is just it, it's 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 woven into my DNA. I I just I couldn't extricate it from my consciousness even if I tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, cool question. I got right. another one too, just before like creator, like Mike Allred. <laughs> yeah. Like ecstatics. I mean, like that. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah, you know, and now I can't get enough of the guy. Like now I seek out everything he does. So, um, yeah. Nice. All right, people. Uh, please, if you would like to uh, check out the um, Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics one one no apostrophe take a look around the landscape if you like what you see we would love to uh welcome you into the fold in your travels i don't have anything nothing in your travels because uh uh i i shot the wad on uh on everything else so i guess in your travels is please come to new york city comic-con and uh, if you see us, say something. Come on up. Give you a big hug. <laughs> if you see something, say something. Yeah. We'll we'll go dipping into the uh, bins if you want. We'll, we'll just have some fun. So next mm-hmm. weekend, New York Comic Con. Yo, can't wait. That's it. That's all I got for the new travels. That's all you got. Oh, man. Um, wow. Yeah, I really. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm completely, completely thrown. Uh, in your travels, uh, read the book of the month, Hellblazer Original Sins, so you can play along with it. I'm so so glad that we picked that, or the you know the, among the 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 choices from the patrons that you know we went with that one because yeah. I, I think I needed a reminder of just how friggin' phenomenal those early well the whole run is is very good but the the early years of hellblazer blazers particularly are just amazing like mm-hmm. Del- delano's a freaking poet yep yeah an infernal poet uh in your travels i would just quickly shout out to marvel books that uh recently launched that i enjoyed uh, their initial forays uh, Thunderbolts, always been a fan of that concept in all of its different forms. And we've got uh, a new version written by Mr. Jim Zub with terrific, just absolutely wonderful art by Sean Izakse. Um, uh, for those that aren't up to speed on your Marvel continuity, Mr. Power Man Luke Cage is the mayor of New York these days. And uh, he's trying to unravel the absolute fakakta situation that uh, New York is in thanks to Wilson Fisk's run as mayor of New York, which included basically banishing, making it illegal to be a superhero in New York City. Um, And uh, so Power Man, he elicits the help of his longtime buddy, uh, Mr. Clint Barton, Hawkeye, to run a sanctioned team of Thunderbolts in the city while they try and, uh, you know, undo everything that's uh, been done and it's a quirky group and and i love i love team books that are quirky and uh this one definitely fits the bill is oxy's art is awesome uh and we've got two issues so far and it's been a blast and then uh we've got one issue of 
Exterminators by Lee Williams and uh, is the writer with Carlos Gomez on art. Again, the book looks phenomenal. And it's just a fun little miniseries where Boom Boom, Jubilee, and Dazzler go out for a night on the town to deal with the fact that Dazzler just broke up with her boyfriend. And it turns out that her boyfriend was a vampire. And uh, and hijinks ensue. And again, go, the art is the star here. Gomez draws absolutely breathtakingly beautiful ex-women. And uh, book was a lot of fun, super kinetic. Humor hit me right. And um, I'm here for it. So two fun Marvel miniseries that y'all should file away for if you're on the Marvel Unlimited app or, you know, you're looking for some 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 fun side Marvel stuff. Uh, I, I like both. I like the the initial issues of both. Interesting. What's interesting? I did not like the latter at all. But oh, exterminators. Yeah, but I don't. I'm. I don't vibe with the majority of those characters. So I was going to say those characters are. You, yeah, you're, you're saltpeter for you. So. But I will agree with you. The visuals are very very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right, everybody. Like I said, New York Comic Con next week. You may hear from us before then, though. We'll see what happens. Good night, David. There you go. We're out of here. Sorry for the audio intrusions. We're gonna we're working on it. We're gonna get that fixed. Um, just tell them you love them. We love them a lot. I hope to see some of them next week. That's right. Yep. And tell them you're sorry for disparaging your one. <laughs> as, as always, I promise to keep it 100. It's true. Bye. That's it for that one. <laughs>